Hey, everybody, thanks for joining our podcast. This is Pastor Sean Blakeney, Senior Pastor of Anchor Church in South Florida. We're so glad you're joining us today. Make sure you follow us on all of our social media platforms and like us and subscribe on our YouTube channel. But let's jump into the message today. And then nine months ago, we extended our family uh, to the real love of our lives, um, our grandson, Levi. Yeah, and yeah, if you, know, if you have grandkids, you know, you know, uh, Papa and TT have the greatest grandson ever. And you're like, oh my gosh, our kid's adorable. Ours is better. And um, uh, he is like the love of our life. Levi is incredible. And Levi last week had his nine-month checkup. So if you have kids or you know about the nine-month checkup, you know that when the kid's born, they have a one-month, a three-month, a six-month, a nine-month. You have The nine-month checkup gives you all the percentages of where your baby is at that moment. So Levi had his nine-month checkup last, and as you can see, the kid has, uh, he's malnourished. Um, kid, he never eats. Kid just has no appetite, poor guy. And uh, just really ugly kid. It's just, we feel bad for him, feel bad for him. Is he not the cutest kid on the planet right there? Like, you see it? Only word I can use is like, is yummy. He's just yummy. Like, you just want to like, right? And uh, so so last week they had the nine-month checkup and and Marissa sends in the group family chat like all his little specs, right? So it's like, uh, he's nine months old and weighs 26 pounds. Yeah, here's the deal. He's not even on the chart. Like, it's not even like he's the 90th percentile. Like, they don't even have a, a chart for that. Um, yeah, he's a toddler, basically. Uh, he was 30.5 inches long, which he's in the 98th percentile of that, which if you're kind of wondering what I'm trying to say is, what I'm trying to say is he will be a professional football player, is what I'm saying, and he will tithe to anchors, is that, that's how that, all, that, that's how that works. I'll be his agent, it'll be, it's gonna be, I can't wait, first round draft pick coming, I know, I know, I'm excited. Uh, uh, his eyes are perfect, they do an eye test, his eyes are perfect, if you wanted to know. Uh, they had another test that said he would be a first-round draft pick. They said he would be a, a stud of all studs. I mean, they're new tests they're doing now. They're, they, they, can, they can chart all these new things. But it's crazy. So we got this, like, this, all this stuff back about him. And I remember when Teresa and I, when our kids were little, and we would do the tests, and we would go in for these little like nine-month checkups or whatever, and Teresa would get so bummed out. She said, oh, my gosh, Austin's only in the 50th percentile. What will we do? I'm like, babe, this is not a, this is a projection of who they'll be. It's not like, oh my gosh, poor Levi will be nine foot tall. It's it's not a projection of who they'll be. It's a reality of where they are. It's a marker of where they are. So you can figure out right then at that point in time, they're in the 90th percentile. Your kid might be the 50th percentile one month and three months later in the 98th percentile. It's not a projection of, of who they are. It's a reality of where they're at. And I say all this because... If you are a Christmas or Easter-only church kind of person, your perspective of Jesus is either kid in a manger or he rose from the dead. That's the only perspective you have of Jesus if you only come to church twice a year. So you might come to church and your perspective is Jesus is just a baby. He's just a cute baby in a manger. He's so adorable. And so if you see Jesus as a cute baby in a manger, then you'll never see him as a king that can conquer your problems. If you only see your perspective of him is this is who he might be, you'll never see him for actually who he came to be in your life. You never see it. 
Because some of us go, well, but Jesus, like he, he, he was born to be king. No, Jesus was born a king. He didn't come to be a savior. He, he was a savior when he was born. It's not what he was. It's how you see who he, he was. See, for many of us, our perception is our reality. It doesn't mean it is reality, but your perception is your reality. And for a lot of us, if you see Jesus as just a tiny baby, you'll never see him as a king to conquer your problems. But there were a few wise men that came to visit Jesus. And all of us kind of have the, the Christmas story a little messed up. And we think that the wise men came when he was a baby. He probably was three or four years old by the time the wise men came. We also know that there are probably more than three wise men. But because we see three gifts, we just always associate the fact that there are more wise men. But there were probably more than three wise men. And what's interesting is the wise men came to Jesus, bringing him gifts, not on who he would be, but based on how he was born to be. How do you know that, Sean? Well, I know that based by the, the gifts that they, they brought. Look what it says in Matthew here. It says, Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. About that time, some wise men from the Eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking, where is the newborn? Look, king, the newborn king of the Jews. And they saw his star, it rose up and they said, we come, come to worship him. Then the story goes on that when they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshiped him. And when they opened their treasure chests, they gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Now, three awkward gifts for a kid. Like if my kid was turning three or four years old and you showed up to my house with frankincense and myrrh, I would be like, there's a store called Fisher Price. There's Legos. There are all kinds of gifts you could give to a kid, but gold, we'll take the gold. We'll take the gold. But the frankincense and the myrrh, weird gifts. But the reason why the wise men brought the gifts is because in the Old Testament, there are over 400 prophecies of the coming of the Messiah. And they knew of the coming of the Messiah. And the prophecy that they were coming to bring gifts to, to fulfill was in the Old Testament, chapter, Micah chapter five, verse two. And it says this, O Bethlehem Ephrathah, you are but a small Judean village, yet you'll be the birthplace of my king who is alive from everlasting ages past. So Micah 5, 2 says that Jesus wasn't born to be a king. He was born already a king. And the wise men knew the gifts that we're bringing paint the picture or give the story that this is not a prophetic word of who he would be, but it's a reality message of who he actually is. I mean, the gifts they brought were gold. Gold in its rarest form was fit for only a king. Only a king. The gold given to Jesus was saying he is our king. The, the frankincense given to Jesus was saying he's our high priest. See, the high priest would, would light frankincense in the temple as a sweet smelling fragrance to God. So the frankincense said, he's our, our, our high priest. And then they gave myrrh. Do you know what myrrh was used for? Myrrh was used to anoint dead bodies. Thank you for that gift, wise men. <laughs> if you're, you're Mary and you're like, okay, the gold and the frankincense are great, but why are you giving my son anointing oil for a dead body? Because they understood who he was. He was the king. He was the high priest, but he was the sacrifice. They were saying, it's just not who he would be. It is who he actually is. See, the gifts that the wise men brought weren't a projection of who he would be. They were a reality of who he already was. 
It was a reality of who he already was. So in your life, you might be going, I don't, I don't know, like, is Jesus really king? Because all I see him as is a baby. Jesus did not come to become a king. He came as the king of kings. Just because you see him as a baby doesn't mean he's not a king. Just because you don't see him as a king in your life doesn't mean he's not king overall. There's no expiration date on his kingship. You will expire. Your money will expire. Your job will expire. Relationships expire. Jesus will never expire. He was born and came as a king to live the life of a king, to come back for us as a king. And the gifts show that. The gifts prove that. See, Jesus was a king that had power. Not that he would get power. He was born with power. As a matter of fact, Paul says in in Colossians that through Jesus, God created everything in heaven and on earth. He made things we can see and the things we can't see, such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers, authorities in the unseen world. Everything was created through him and for him. So just because you feel like your problem is too big for a baby, understand he is way bigger than your problem. He has power. He's a king that has power and he's a king that has authority. It's not that he got authority later. He was born with authority then, but he earned it and deserved it later. It says that he has the authority. Look at the scriptures here. He came and told the disciples, I've been given all authority. All authority on heaven and on earth is mine. I have the power and I have the authority. I earned it. I deserve it and I have it because it's been given to me. He proved it when he rose from the dead. Death couldn't even keep him down. He proved he had the authority. Anybody ever heard of a guy by the name of Tom Brady? Just, I don't know if you guys have ever heard Tom Brady before. Um, just, just a little guy, plays some sports. And um, if you don't know Tom Brady, remember when Tom Brady played for the Patriots? Remember when the Patriots were good? You may know what I'm talking about. Like, you remember... All the Patriots fans are so mad right now. Remember, remember when the Patriots had Tom Brady and, and, and Tom Brady won six Super Bowls with the Patriots, six. And then remember when Tom retired for the first time? Maybe he retired seven more times. Remember the first time he retired? Remember he retired and then he went to Tampa. And remember what all the Patriots fans said? Oh, everyone's gonna see how great Tom is. The Patriots made Tom. <laughs> how you doing now, right? The Patriots made Tom. No, actually, Tom did a pretty good job making the Patriots because Tom Brady goes to Tampa and everyone's like, does he have the authority and the power to prove that he actually is the winner that everyone thinks he is? Or is it the team that made the player or the player that makes the team? And then Tom goes to Tampa and his first year in Tampa, what's he do? Delivers a seventh Super Bowl ring to himself when the Tampa Bay Bucks hadn't won a Super Bowl in over two decades. He delivers them a ring which proved to everybody, so maybe the team didn't make Tom. Maybe Tom made the team. He proved he had the authority and the power, and he earned it, and it showed he deserved it. Why is this important? Because Jesus, when he came to earth, proved through his death, burial, and resurrection, they had the power and the authority to bring you life. He has it. Whether you understand it or give him credit for it or not, he still has it. So he's a king with power, he's a king with authority, but he's a king with salvation. He has saving power. You know what? Because you and I don't. You can't save yourself as much as you want to have that money save you or that job save you or that relationship. You you can't save you. Look what it says in Acts 
There's no one who has the power to save us. There's only one name to whom God has given us authority to be saved. It's through the name of Jesus. He, he, he had that later in life. He was born with that authority, born with that power, born with that salvation. That's what he came to do. Just because you don't acknowledge it doesn't mean you didn't have it. He came to save you. His name saves. Anybody ever gone to a restaurant and the restaurant was completely full? And they said, um, do you, do you want to you wait for the next available table? And you said, of course. And they said, okay, give us your name. Because your name saves the next available table for you to get into the restaurant to get something to eat. So I said, okay, Sean Blakeney, right? So then the next time they call Sean Blakeney, then I know that my name is getting me into the restaurant to get the table. There's not like seven Sean Blakeneys. I just, I'm the only one, right? So my name reserved is what gets me a seat at the table. What I'm trying to say is the name of Jesus is what gets you a seat at the table in heaven. It's not your name. It's not your power. It's not your authority. It's all his. So my question for you this Christmas is, do you see Jesus as just a cute kid or do you see Jesus as a conquering king? Because if all you ever see him as is a cute kid, you'll never let him have power in your life. But if you see him as someone that has power and authority and salvation, then you want that king to live in you and through you because he's the only one that can deliver you into what you need to deliver, deliver to. So how do you see him? Because if you see him as a king, you'll never let him, uh, if, you ne- if you see him as a kid, you'll never let him into your life. But if you see him as a king, you'll let him change your life. Every Sunday at Anchorage, I, I, I give the opportunity for those who don't know Jesus to, to come to know Jesus personally. It's that power and authority and salvation through Jesus that saves you. It's nothing that you and I do. It's just what he does. That's what he came to do. If you're joining us online and you've, you've never said yes to Jesus to be the king of your life, just jump into the chat room right now if you want to make him the king of your life and just say, I need Jesus. Just type the name Jesus in. Our team will connect with you. But if you're here today, there's something we do every single Sunday to declare that Jesus is the king of our lives. We just raise our hand and say, I, I, want, I want Jesus. I need Jesus. Because when you do that, that's declaring that you want him to be power and authority and salvation in your life. And I'm not doing this to embarrass you. I, this is empowering saying yes to Jesus. The Bible says when one person says yes to Jesus, all of heaven celebrates. And so we want to celebrate with all of heaven. We want to celebrate obnoxiously with all of heaven for you. So if you're here today and you've never said yes to Jesus being the king of your life, but you want to give him your life, the Bible says if you declare with your mouth and you live for him and want to be changed in your heart, he'll come in and make everything new. You just have to say yes. So if you're here today and you want to say yes to Jesus, I'm going to count to three. On the count of three, I want you to raise your hand. And when you do, we're going to all celebrate with all of heaven the decision that you just made. So are you ready? On the count of three, that's you. Raise your hand. One, two, three. Just raise your hand. Yeah, raise your eyes. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, awesome. 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 If you're online and you want to say yes to Jesus, just type his name. Type Jesus in the chat room right now. We're all going to pray this prayer out loud together. But if you raised your hands... You just prayed a little bit louder because the day is the day that changes everything for you. Come on, let's all lift our hands together. Just say, dear Jesus, today I give you my life. Today 
I'm making you my king. Come live inside of me. Forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of my past and make me brand new. And for the rest of my life, I will follow you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Come on, Anchor. Celebrate today. All those that prayed that prayer and made that declaration. If you prayed that prayer today, there's a Connect card in the seat back in front of you. Just fill that out. Take you to the Connect area after service. We have a Bible for you. It's our gift to you. You just said yes to Jesus. You made a, a very personal decision, but we're helping you as you journey with Jesus every single day of your life. So come on one more time. Let's congratulate all those that said yes. I want to uh, shift gears for a second. We're going to move into a different time of our service. And um, every single year uh, during our Christmas Eve Eve services, we give our drop anchor offering. Our drop anchor offering goes above and beyond our normal tithe. It's, um, it's a special gift that we give every year as a church to impact our community or, or impact those around us. And I'm really excited in 2024, I had a vision Sunday a few months ago. We told our church that in 2024, we're taking on 10 brand new mission outreach organizations to sponsor as a church. I'm so excited for God to work in us through that. But our drop anchor offering this year as we give is that we've been in this building now for about a year and a half and we just got this building permanently. And so we're so excited that we actually have a place now to call our own. And so our drop anchor offering this year is going towards turning a movie theater into a church. So we're so excited for that. So as we give today, all of that will go towards in 2024, the impact of the building. So if you wanna be a part of giving to our Drop Anchor offering, there's an envelope in the seat back in front of you. It's an envelope with some red writing on it. it says Drop Anchor. You can fill that out. There's no pressure. This is no manipulation at all. If you call Anchor your home, you can pray for us, give, it doesn't matter. We, we just, we're excited for what God's gonna do in us and through the gift you give. But what we're gonna do is I'm gonna pray for us. We're gonna give our Drop Anchor gift as the buckets are passed, our team has a song for us to remind us of the kingship of Jesus. So as you get your gift ready, let me pray for us. God, thank you for today. Thank you for this amazing night just to be able to celebrate and worship you. There's no one like you. Never has been, never will be. You have the power, you have the authority, you have the salvation. It's all in your name. So thank you, Jesus, for that great reminder today that you are a king. We don't see you as a kid. We see you as a king. So thank you that today you have power in our lives, majesty and glory all go to you. And it's in your name we pray, amen.
I really hope this message spoke to you today. If it did, 
make sure you comment. Send us an email. Let us know how this message spoke into your life today. Or better yet, share it with a friend. Or if you live in South Florida, join us at any of our Sunday services right here in Boynton Beach. But listen, join us on Instagram, join us on YouTube, and make sure you like or subscribe. We'll see you next time.